Radio Lockdown is a Neptune podcast. Have I watched that in the past month? Yes. Have I watched it many of the months of my life? Also yes. I am a bisexual man. We like watching award show bits. They make our brain go, yay. To fucking lockdown right now. Come off it. We're not in a prison drama, are we? We are in a prison drama. This is the fucking Shawshank Redemption, right? But with more tunneling through shit, no fucking redemption. Right, people, nobody move, right? Nobody move. Nobody gets fucking truncheoned in the face. This is our lockdown, right? Come on. What that means is this office is now an isolation unit. And go. Now we're going again. Fuck me. Hey, Justin. Hey. Oh, my goodness. It's going so well. It's going so well, Darcy. So, so good. Cracked open Skype. Cracked open a cider. Let's get going. No, Skype Justin, decided. Alcohol is a poison. Skype decided, uh, let's get going as well. And uh, let's install an update, because you're going to want the latest version for this episode. I'm just trying to look out for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Sorry, I'm so <laughs> So alcohol bad is what right. I'm hearing. It's so bad. It's good fun, but it's so bad. So it's not good today? It's not one of those light hangovers? No, this is this is one of those hangovers that will not die. What I should have done instead of watching a great TV show called Stumptown, instead of doing that, I should have slept for five hours. That probably would have fixed it. Mm. Well, we can have a a short episode today if you'd like. <laughs> yeah, it might end up needing to be because I'm going bowling later. You're going bowling? Yep. Like ten bowling. pin bowling. Yep, tempting bowling. That sounds fun. That sounds like a good environment for a hangover. Lots of neon, lots of loud crashing noises. Yeah, I know what I've done to myself, okay? <laughs> Need lip from you, young man. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have too much energy because I'm standing for this podcast. Yeah, that's... why? Why are you doing that? Well, I thought I had to really match your energy level for today, so I thought I would... <laughs> Just really step it up to your level. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) I've converted my desk into a standard desk by putting a milk crate on top of my desk and then my laptop on top of the milk crate. You're a genius. (laughs) Well, mate, Sandstra's back back on top. Back on. Oh, man. We're doing good, you know? Uh Uh-huh. Is that the energy we're bringing into the news segment? Yes. Oh, yes, Australia's doing okay. Take Ollie. Australia's not doing great. South Australia, doing all right. Uh, I reckon generally, yes. Apart from New South Wales, which we'll get to, um, Australia's doing fairly well. And South Australia has done all right. So we've had the COVID safe check-in thing going for a couple of weeks. But apart from that, 
pretty much everything has returned to semi-normal. Our office is asking us to come back in full time. Like everyone's offices are, I assume, because the last couple of times I've done trips into town for work, there have been three people on my bus. And then the other day I went into work and it was full. So <laughs> Yeah, so the state government Certainly an indicator. They lifted the recommendation to work from home. I, I don't see why you would lift that recommendation ever. I I don't think that should be a COVID thing. I just think that should be why make people work in your office? Don't do that. Oversight. Panopticon, bro. Panopticon. <laughs> would you like to expand on that point? <laughs> Michelle Foucault over here. Not heaps, but basically, <laughs> that people uh, being watched is like a, a form of prison, sort of. I'm not explaining the Panopticon very well. I mean, that's that's essentially it, right? Like, you've got the Panopticon as a physical construct is basically is a prison where all the cells face a central guard tower, and the cells can't tell whether the guard tower is looking at them at any point in time, but it could be, so they kind of self-regulate their own behaviour even when they're not actually being watched. So me going into work and literally having my boss sit behind me. <laughs> and, your, and your boss <laughs> might be watching to. what you're doing, but she also they be. might not be. I objectively do understand that she is very busy and doing a lot of work, but I swear to you, the other day she caught me on my phone like four times and she doesn't blink like I don't think she cares my work is still getting done it's just at that moment in time I am definitely checking Facebook on my phone that's fair though like when you do that at home that's just a part of how you work and you just accommodate that into your routine but when you're in the office it's such a surreptitious like oh, I'm checking this thing, but it's kind of scandalous that I'm checking this thing. Yeah, look, it's it's interesting. It's uh, working from home a little bit has given me some self-knowledge. I'm not good with that oversight, Justin. Sometimes I need someone. I need a bit of the old panopticon, you know? But the work still got done. Sometimes I need the nanny state. <laughs> Sometimes you need a nanny. You know what a nanny does? They look after you, okay? A child cannot look after itself. It needs a nanny. Well, the nanny state took a bit of a blow this past week. Actually, it took a couple of blows because the COVID Safe app did go out a couple of times. Uh, this past week, they introduced check ins for the retail sector as well as the hospitality sector. So previously, it was just cafes and restaurants and things like that but then they expanded it to retail and it's also the week before christmas so yeah man i did some christmas shopping and uh that covered safe app got a workout so i'm saying well bing, bing, bing. it got so much of a workout that it did go go down several times and people had to go for the pen and paper alternative what have you been uh what have you been getting what has your christmas shop been looking like well, Justin, see, <laughs> I just get everyone books, and books usually that works out pretty well. But this year, it's been failing me. Because people aren't releasing new books, or because... Oh, they're releasing so many books. It's just, I like to get one that's really on theme for the person, you know, that, that they'll really enjoy. I like, like everyone does, like a good gift giver would. It's not amazing that I would want that. It's just, some years you just can't find that book. 
I get it. Pete Evans cookbooks are selling like hotcakes now. <laughs> Fucking Nazi, eh? Me and uh, my brother don't share ideological viewpoints, but <laughs> the trick is to not... What a calculated sentence. <laughs> not get him a book that I think would learn him a good thing. You can't get him Annabelle Crabbe's The Life Drought. Why would... Don't do that, Darcy. That would be weird. Don't do that. Uh-huh. So I got him I got him a true crime novel because we both agree that murder is wrong. So nailed it. <laughs> the other thing is that I'm like, damn, I should read that. That sounds fascinating. And I have done that to him before. I bought him the talented Mr. Ripley. And yeah. then like I would say about two hours later, I read it. Like I just <laughs> stole it from him. I think the best gifts are the gifts you're essentially giving yourself. I'm worried I've done that again because I got him Michelle McNamara's uh, I'll Be Gone in the Dark, which is about the Golden State Killer. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be really, really good. I would really like to read it and watch the TV show on it. But instead I bought it for my brother. So (laughs) You're aware that you can buy multiple copies of the same book, right? Yeah, that just seems wasteful. (laughs) You're right, you're right. Anyway, I'm worried that I've done that again. So I'm a bit disappointed in myself and my my Christmas buying abilities. Well, in the meantime, I can give you other true crime stories. Segway, segway, (laughs) segway. This has nothing to do with COVID, but I wanted to sneak this onto the run sheet because Mm. it's such a good story. And you love maths. I do love maths. Yeah, they cracked the bloody Zodiac code. Or one of the big ones, essentially. Yeah. Big old chunk of it. All very exciting. I got too excited because I thought it was about, is it the Somerset Man? Is the one that was found dead in, like, Adelaide and no one has any idea who he is. Uh, the Somerton Man? Somerton Man, yeah. I knew I would have gotten it wrong. Um, I thought that had been solved when Justin was telling me and got super keyed up. And then he was like, oh, no, it's a Zodiac killer. I'm like... Oh, well, yeah, he's probably dead. <laughs> yeah, so you're referring to the, the Tamam Shud case, which is the, yes. the, the scrap of paper. Like, this guy In washed a book up. Of poems, was it? Yeah, so he, he was. Sorry, he didn't wash up. He was found dead on the Somerton Park beach. And then he had all identifying things, including like clothing labels and things. Labels cut off on his, his clothes? No identifying things, except he had a scrap of paper, not even the main pocket of their, of his pants, but like the smaller pocket, which was an extract from an obscure 12th century Islamic text. And they think there was some code written on it or something? I think so. Oh man, this is testing my brain, but I think their idea is that they won't ever be able to solve it because... It's a code that relies on knowing the book, like it's a book cipher, and it would rely on knowing what the book would be, and they just can't figure that out because they have no idea who this person is to even begin to try and narrow down what book it could be. And, like, all of the, not secret agents, but the secret services, they asked, like, after a bunch of years, they were like, well, surely if he was a spy, you could tell us now. It's not going to impact anything, and... All of these spy agencies have been like, no, he's not one of ours, eh? (laughs) So, okay, I've looked it up in the time that uh, it took you to explain that, and thank you for explaining that. They found the book that the scrap of paper was ripped from, and in the back cover of that book there was a code. 
Ah, so it's so so yeah. The code wasn't on the paper that was on him. It's even weirder, and in turn, that code it's it's very short. And this ties back into like that. This is the bit you got right. That that basically like it's very very difficult to decode because it's like two sentences. And this ties back into the optimism around the codes left by the Zodiac Killer because the cryptography that was cracked was this big long chunk of text but there are also other pieces of code in which the zodiac killer basically claimed to have encoded their own name so should be super useful basically the the idea is you could apply similar cryptography to solving that code and the way that they approached it was really interesting as well i don't know man i'm pretty sure jake gillenhall already solved it so yeah, he did. It was um, that guy that's in stuff <laughs> as murderers. <laughs> this is the uh, David Fincher Zodiac you're talking about? Yeah, it's a good one. That one's good. It's got yeah. um, Gyllenhaal. It's, it's got Daddy Junior. Yeah, RDJ. Uh, it's got Polly It's got Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> yeah, no, I like it, Ruffalo. But a butch. You have me for about another 10 minutes, mate, and then I have to go bowling. I'm sorry. What? I know. How? How well, long did it Skype, take me to set up I Skype? Fuck me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jesus. That, I have like another You're half like, a yeah, podcast. Let's record on Saturday. I'm like, no worries. It is so late in the day, dude. It is very late in the day. <laughs> I apologize for that. Yeah. Technical stuff. Let's go. Rapid fire. <laughs> The travel bubble with New Zealand. It's happening. Woo! Let's talk about that for like 30 seconds and then redirect people to our previous episode where we talked about how that would be great. New Zealand, how good? New Zealand's real good. Uh, What do you like about New Zealand, Darcy? You always, always need a light cardigan, which is the exact perfect weather. That's a good weather. I know, right? I like a weather that, yeah, okay. I love it. I, I mean, love it. that was my experience of it. Obviously, it gets hot. Obviously, this part's where it gets cold. But generally speaking, when I was there, always needed a light cardigan. Just the perfect weather. I'm sorry. I would love to talk to you about this further, but we have to rush on. <laughs> During this past week, wasn't just the MySAGov app that went out periodically. Also, um, Google. You may have heard of it. Um, I'm more of a Bing man myself, but oh. Google accounts went down globally for about half an hour. That's wild, man. How did I miss that? Uh, because it was about 10 at night. Oh, that yeah. And surprisingly, not many people saw this story, um, which is pretty wild. Um, so I was watching a YouTube video and then Google decided now you're not watching this YouTube video because I was logged into my Google account to watch the video. Ah. So any website, even that had a Google account attached to it, didn't let you access it. There were people whose Google Nest and Google Home went down and they couldn't turn on their lights and heating. There were... Ah. <laughs> it's getting to be like a real it's too big to fail type thing. Man. Yeah, let's Spooky. come back to that panopticon you were talking about. Um I don't like those Google Nest things. I got one for Christmas and I immediately lost the cord to connect it to power. So partially I'm just a forgetful person. And did it just not respond to you anymore? Because it has no power. But basically when I did have it set up, my brother had one set up too. And uh, I would go over to his house and 
he would be talking to it and like this is uncomfortable you are a single man alone in your house talking to a robot who has a female voice i'm uncomfortable with this i i would love to make jokes about this but this is a this is a powerless device and we do not punch down on this podcast so <laughs> we attack the people in power we don't attack the powerless i'm looking at it right now i'm like why do why do i still have it justin because you could get a power cord, you lazy fuck. Yeah, I should, should get a power cord. <laughs> Mate, we've actually covered just about everything. That's pretty much everything. Um, mm-hmm. I was going to say that there are some new cases in New South Wales via the northern beaches, and there were a couple of people that were told to quarantine and didn't. And the reason we're not seeing, I think, as much coverage about this is because those people are white. But we don't have enough time to talk about that properly. So all I'm going to say is that our good friend Pete Evans is a part of this story. You know, Pete Evans, we love him dearly. He's just a real stand-up guy, you know? He's not at all Satan. So Pete Evans, who I thought shouldn't be getting news coverage since he was, you know, a Nazi. Bloody Nazis, eh? (laughs) Yeah. He told people not to get tested. Super logical, as always. He wrote, OUTBREAK, in all caps, ELLIPSIS, TWO CASES, THREE CLOWN FACE EMOJIS, CAN YOU SEE WHERE THIS IS HEADING AGAIN? TESTING FOR THE COMMON COLD, QUESTION MARK, DO NOT GET TESTED. Alright, well, he's crazy. That's fine. I mean, it's not. It's terrible. But let's not talk about him anymore. Let's not. Let's not. I was going to talk about negative room pressure as well. I was going to talk. I didn't even put that on our list of topics to talk about. I was just like, we'll have so much time. Negative room pressure? No, we don't have time to talk about that, Darcy, because you got to go bowling. Well, message me after. What What are you talking about negative room pressure for? <laughs> oh, you're talking about air conditioning in the hotels for the quarantine. Uh, no, that, right. that, that, spoilers, no. spoilers. We've got to uh, <laughs> we've got to come back to this clearly. Oh, so weird. It's okay. Listen, <laughs> listen to the podcast. I'll talk about it there. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about food delivery because I have been I've joined a cult where my food gets delivered, and now you have too, and I'm excited to talk to you about it very briefly. Yeah, let's do that. But first, uh, can you just record some responses for my bit on um, uh, room pressure? Just some, oh. some like, uh-huh. Yep. Sorry. I'll, I'll give you a clean take. I'll give you a clean take. Hang on. Go. Oh, uh-huh. Well, that's interesting. No, that's all you're getting. <laughs> on the night before Christmas, oh, pray let me tell of the movement of air in a Medi hotel that despite politicians and all of their bluster, led COVID to spread in a parafield cluster. Oh. It came in the night from a far distant land, on the breath in sick lungs or the sweat of their hand, and snuck through a crack in the visitor's door, up the nose of a guard stuck patrolling the floor. It sat patiently till the end of their shift, and then as they wandered, the virus spread swift, One guy seemed to catch it just out of the ether. It later turned out that he'd been flipping pizza. Uh Uh-huh. But it might not have spread so far round and about if the door had sucked air in and not sent it out. By working in tandem with smart ventilation, designed with the goal of disease isolation. Well, that's interesting. And so the hunt's on to find such an ability in an existent, permanent, dedicated facility. Not Stamford, not Mantra, not Pullman, not Peppers. A quarantine site built for negative pressure. 
Only then will we know visitors from abroad can be safe and secure in the place where they board, in the knowledge that COVID is trapped by the vents. Until then, stay safe at your Christmas events, and make sure when Santa comes down from above, he scans your QR code in MySAGov. Merry Christmas from both your Radio Lockdown hosts. Oh, I'm gonna have to put on bowling shoes. It's gonna be so gross. <laughs> Are you enjoying your food delivery box? Yes, I am, although I couldn't possibly share the brand name. Uh, on this podcast. Well, that's why I was so carefully avoiding saying the brand name this time. You did such a good job of avoiding it, and I appreciate that because now I won't have to edit it out um, <laughs> so that they have to pay us for advertising space. If you do do a food delivery box and would like to advertise with us, please go for it. Um, and I'll be more flattering than I'm about to be because I, oh my goodness, these recipes are so complicated. Oh, it's delivered to your house and it's so easy. Some of these recipes, man. What are you cooking? I mean, I've loved these meals. They're very tasty. We, we did one. There was this halloumi salad we did, and it was amazing, right? But you take your spinach and rocket, right? Then you marinate that in a red wine vinegar, uh, salt, olive oil, pepper. Then you roast some veg. You've got beetroot, pumpkin, zucchini. You roast that up. You've got herbs on top of that. Then on top of that you've fried up some halloumi in honey uh, and you've seasoned that as well on top of that you've got some yogurt you've fried off some garlic and then you've fried that off in olive oil and you also add the olive oil into the yogurt and then on top of that we've got some uh crushed almonds and i'm just going to crush those in a mortar and pestle how many bowls <laughs> in my kitchen do i need to use for every single recipe i make yeah, I can't stress enough how much having a dishwasher is saving my relationship with my housemate. I'm like... Yeah, I think that's the solution. But I kind of like it. There are some nice things where it's like, uh, you know, toast these toast these almond flakes. And I'm like, really? And then I'm eating it. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's, that's quite good. That's probably... Oh, yeah. No, no, uh, I, I, I love it. I just think it's amazing that it's like use every single thing you have in your kitchen. Use every part of the kitchen, like the buffalo. Anyway, this is my type five. It would be less tight, but you have to go. <laughs> Look, the thing that I'm really noticing is how much olive oil all of the recipes use. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that recipe I just mentioned, olive oil, mm. I think on every layer. Yeah, at every stage. And I'm like, uh, well, I know it makes things taste good. It's a bit like when you go to a pub and there's like an enormous schnitzel and you're like, there's no physical way that one person should be eating this. But you know that if they reduce the schnitzel size, people would get mad, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> so yeah, they're saying we're, we're a healthy option. It's good. You know, you're going to get these veggies in you. That's good stuff. But it has to taste good, otherwise people won't want to do it. So <laughs> there's one night where I'm eating cheesy bacon spuds, potatoes, and I'm like, how is this the healthy option? I'm not mad at it. There's a salad, but the salad is an afterthought. It's very clearly about these potatoes. It's healthy because uh, you cooked it yourself, and that makes it healthy. Because if other people make it, that's bad. It's certainly what I tell myself when I eat cupcake batter. God, I love cupcake powder. It was another one of the weird things I thought about buying. You know how I bought jerky during like our proper lockdown times? I was like, yes, you know what I'm going to yeah. do? I'm going to get into jerky. Don't. It's terrible. But the other one that I was going to do, I was going to buy cookie dough. 
and I was telling my mum this, and she's never been so horrified. <laughs> what are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, this is why you despair for our generation. She doesn't. She's fine. I'm just saying, like, this is why people might despair for our generation. Hypothetically. Is that I thought about buying cookie dough off of the internet instead of just making some cookie dough. Mmm, cookie dough. You could buy cookie dough off over the internet, and you know what? If they deliver it to you and then you assemble it yourself, that's healthy, baby. <laughs> that's that's just healthy food. Justin, I know it's all fun and games, but don't call me baby. That was really weird. <laughs> I wasn't calling you. I was sorry. Baby. I was using I was using the royal baby. <laughs> I don't know what you meant, but just it was like a little thing in my brain that went boom. No. <laughs> I was using I was using the royal baby. The I was royal using baby. Prince George, whatever his name is. So you've got to use the royal baby. Use the girl one, right? She's the heir. Uh, right? No, I got it wrong. I got it wrong. George is the heir. But they changed the rules so that the girl could inherit. I don't remember the girl's name, though. Neither. <laughs> when we were... Oh, God, another travel story. Now you've pointed it out. Yes, I hate myself. We can conclude so with a travel story. Conclude with a travel yes. story. Yes. Yes, so, Darcy. In addition to getting addicted to Taskmaster, the other pop culture we consumed while we were in the UK was we started listening to a podcast called The Rex Factor, which I would heartily recommend to the everybody. The Rex Factor? The Rex Factor. As in so, Rex is in King? Yes. So they're, they're now doing um, Queen's uh, consorts uh, for this, I think, is their third season. But um, first season they did uh, Kings of England and we listened to the Kings of Scotland. And it's two historians and they're lovely and their dynamic mirrors. Uh, the person I was traveling with uh, really likes history and is a teacher. And so she retains a lot of facts and can explain things quite well. Whereas I, as you have demonstrated through our conversations, Justin, generally like to hear things. I don't, can't explain things very well. That's the exact dynamic that these two podcasters have. It's a good podcasting dynamic, Yes. I would agree so. And I think they really, uh, podcasts like that really pick up in the late second and early third season. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, it was an absolute delight. And just throughout all of it, it was so upsetting because we're going through the wilds and the highlands of Scotland. And you're like, man, Scotland's so fucking cool. And every time you think Scotland's got it figured out, they start killing each other again or the English invade. And it's so annoying because you just think, like, at one point, you're like, come on, guys, you've got this. England is pretty subjugated. you got some nice parts at the top there. you got some good stuff set up with the, uh, with the Vikings in the islands. Things are some cool. Things are happening. good stuff set up with the Vikings? Yeah, man. And then it just all Getting goes invaded? to shit. Someone dies on a boat. No, they had like an alliance. Someone, a little princess dies on a boat and everything's fucked again. Ah, and then at the end of it, I got up to Mary Queen of Scots and I just got real sad. Cause I'm like, ah, oh, now I get James and he went after witches and he never went back to Scotland and it doesn't get any better. But that's just the monarchy, Prince George. <laughs> it's a really weird history you've gotten born into, little dude. That's the monarchy, uh, royal baby. <laughs> baby. 
Okay. Anyway, that's the travel story to bring us to a close. Listen to The Rex Factor. Go to Scotland when you can. Oh, yeah, yeah. Listen to other podcasts, I think, is our main takeaway from this podcast. Where has it ever not been? That's true. Actually, (laughs) uh, speaking of plugging podcasts that are not this one, uh, Ellen and I have been listening to one called Dirt Cheap, which is really good. It is a uh, husband and wife going through shitty pulp fiction and, oh, the production values are so good. And now I need to produce something of similar production values not this podcast but like no this but like another one that's <laughs> like another one where me putting in more effort into the production actually makes it better um so so rude to our, our shared labors no 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 i think what makes us strong is our shared effort and our energy <laughs> and you I, wouldn't want to contaminate our raw enthusiasm you've you've certainly perked me up my friend um uh, you can hear it in my tone i'm much much more prepared. I'm now to go interact with others. I'm nothing if not your ten pin bowling hype man. <laughs> I mean, why would you want to be anything else? Honestly, it's weird that that's not your full time job. It's weird I... to me now. <laughs> I should stand for every one of these. I have so much more energy. <laughs> like uh, profoundly dude, no, I, more energy. I literally have to go. <laughs> Merry Christmas, my dude. Oh, Merry Christmas, buddy! And we'll talk more in 2021! I mean, we'll talk more before then, but we'll talk more in 2021 on the podcast! Boys! Yep! Boy! You've been listening to Radio Lockdown, a Neptune podcast.